Welcome to the Limitless Landscapers podcast. I'm here with Helen and Kate from Perennial, which is the charity that works with anyone in the horticultural industry and their families. So we'll be talking a bit about Perennial, how they can help you potentially, and what they do for the industry. Um, It's going to be a good one. So I'll see you after the intro. As the co-founders of the Landscaper Circle, we help you get more money, time and freedom to become limitless through our experiences as fellow landscapers and our tried and tested methods. If you want help with your marketing, managing or growing your business, you've definitely come to the right place. If you're a landscaper, garden designer or supplier to the industry, then hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. Now, let's get back to the show. Thank you for coming on, guys. It's been good to uh, see you and meet you. And um, so can you give us a bit of the background about Perennial and, yeah, essentially what you do, what it is? Yeah, if I um, give you a very... the history, Kate. <laughs> Did you go I mean, hope, hopefully I'm preaching to a lot of the converted in terms of your viewers. And as point of fact, the biggest majority of people that we helped last year were from the landscaping industry, um, have some phenomenal supporters. So those of you that are watching that are partners, you know, thank you and supporters, thank you so much, um, including uh, Paula herself. (laughs) But we started, we've been around a long time, 181 years. um, And I didn't realise until recently that we were actually um, formed, as it were, um, in between two cholera epidemics. Um, And we've survived two world wars helping horticulturalists um, before, during and after. So we've got quite a pedigree behind us. And we, our original inception was the good gentlemen of the day got together, I believe in a pub, but I'm not sure if that's one of those urban myths. And house, I think. (laughs) <laughs> a coffee house, a chop house. And, de- <laughs> and decided that um, at the time there were a lot of head gardeners that were tied to um, the big houses when they became too old or um, ill to work they were homeless and the good gentlemen of, of the day that founded us got together and said this isn't good enough um, we need to to look after the people that help keep our country beautiful um you know we need to look after them better over the years over those 181 years the we started off very much looking after head gardeners and over the years um and particularly in the last sort of decade or so the people that we help in horticulture has become phenomenal in terms of the expanse um and our demographics are changing very very much um in terms of uh, landscape, you know, to include landscapers, garden designers, uh, growers of any shape or form. Helen, add to the list. <laughs> okay, okay. So we work with anybody who works in horticulture at all. So it's nurseries, garden centres, groundsmen with the local authority, sports clubs, football grounds, cricketers, landscape gardeners, garden designer, landscape architectures. Um, the horticultural lecturer at college, um, it doesn't matter, it's horticulture, you're in. Um, over 18, 19 years ago, it would predominantly help people who, were, who had retired. 
Um, whereas now we predominantly help young working people. Um, okay. um, so the demographic has completely changed. And when you say help, Helen, what, what sort of help do you give them? What do they need? Well, pre-COVID, <laughs> pre-COVID, there was life before COVID. Pre-COVID, it was um, advice and information, often because um, short-term contracts, not too well paid when people first particularly were younger and first starting out and um, struggling to budget and um, not getting all the money in that they realized that they could get to support them so things like in work benefits the majority of people were working but were on a relatively low income so help with that help with benefits welfare benefits is a big part of the work but the other part is very much for people who are ill no longer able to work it could be very varied from, you know, from life limiting conditions like cancer, you know, through to somebody's fallen out of a tree with a chainsaw. Um, you know, so obviously abs are included as well. So it's all that help of knowing what support you can get. Because when you've worked, you don't actually know what you're entitled to, what help. So it's it's not just yes we do grants and we help financially if you're in a real struggle but we also make sure are you getting all the support you should be getting so it's not just welfare benefits but it would also be actually um you might need a carer in because you just come out of hospital and um you can't get up the stairs anymore because you've had to have a hip operation or you've had to have your knee replaced it's all that support just really getting you around all the government databases and just making it into English so you can access that support. And we like to describe it as not the sticking plaster. Yes, we help you, but let's look at it long term. So actually, hopefully, you're not back in that position again. And you mentioned that's pre-COVID. What about now with the post-COVID situation? Now, <laughs> yeah, it's quite interesting. It's probably the wrong word to use, but since COVID started, the calls to our helpline, which I'm sure Kate probably told you, in the first two weeks increased by 400%. But the calls were from people that wouldn't normally call us. Yep. People who were successful, you know, successful, earning sufficient money, working full time, their own businesses, um, would never have any need for in-work benefits because they were earning more than enough. And it was really... What do I do? Can I go to work? Am I allowed to go to work? How do I support my staff if they're self-isolating? So really we were working on the government briefings, what the support was and making it into English and into bite-sized pieces that was applicable if you were an employer, if you were off sick, if you were self-employed, if you were being furloughed, what to expect, what to do and how to do it. Cool. And that's been, the, that's been the significant difference. And what's, um, I know I'm in the situation of planning on going back to work so when it's safe, obviously, to, to get the lads back out there and working. Um, what sort of advice are you giving on that now? Sort of, um, what advice would you give to, to us working out there in the landscapes? Because apparently it's low risk because we're out in the gardens and obviously we're, we, we can apply social distancing to some extent. But what's your kind of guidance on that in, in getting people back to work? What we're providing is, all, is the government links, because let's yep. be honest, they're the experts. So we're actually providing the actual government link that you need. 
you know, rather than go, I mean, the government website actually is, is really quite good, but rather than you shifting through it or finding the right piece, we will find you the right part of, you know, can you return to work, social distancing when working outside? Because there are some people in the industry who have been able to carry on working yes. because they've been, you know, the social distancing. So we will work on that. We're changing that every time there's a new update. So can you go to work? Keep within the government guidelines. We'll give you the government link. But then also maybe the information of do you have to travel to work on public transport? You yeah. Know, that, it's those things that actually people worry about. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Do you have anything to add, Kate? I think what Helen um, hasn't mentioned is that um, it, it is the, or, or come to it yet, is the, it's not just, um, she, she's underselling ourselves a bit in terms of um, it's the stress that's added to that. So it's somebody that's been sat on, um, you know they don't know where to turn and almost can't see the wood for the trees um we were working with uh a, one of um our service services team called me the other day because they knew that i had a very good relationship um from a partnership point of view with a large employer and it was somebody that had just received a letter from their employer and for a lot of people it would have been quite a straightforward letter to understand um, but they went into a blind panic and phoned us. Um, so it's not just dealing with the advice. It, it's sort of that, those warm arms around you explaining it in, in bite-sized chunks. And what was really interesting is, I don't know if you saw the um, webinar with the, um, the Society of Garden Designers were on it as one of the trade associations. And they said one of the best things that we, we have done Again, they're another um, partner of ours, but one of the best things that we have done for their members uh, from their perspective is that we've unraveled the government guidelines for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, you know, that it's, yeah, the website is quite, I've had a look myself, the website is quite user friendly, um, but not all um, people that come to us uh, for support are experienced even on the internet, let alone you know un unraveling forms and things like that so you know that's where we can support really basic things sometimes so what what is the process i know um some people might be nervous about phoning or art and they don't or they don't like asking for help what kind of is the process when someone contacts you um sort of what happens well people can phone in people can email in we've also got a contact us form on the website which asks you the questions that we need the answers to and you can put it down. Yeah. So actually, if you wanted, you don't have to physically talk to anybody. Yeah. We always, you know, we don't work, we don't work the weekends, but the helpline work runs from nine till five. Um, and we do our utmost to get back to everybody every day. Yeah. Um, within the day that they've contacted. And we will give information and we will, if we will either phone them or we'll email them, however they want us communicate with them okay and if we even if we've had a discussion about look this is what's available to you you know if you're furloughed this your employer does it if you're self-employed this is when it's going to happen this is what you need to do and we always follow it up in writing usually an email if most people have them nowadays but if they don't we'll do it in a letter and we'll confirm everything again with all the links in there 
And as Kate has said, a lot of people have come through are very anxious and stressed because it's about not knowing. You're not in control of anything, are you? No. You don't know when you're going to get paid. You don't know how much you're going to get either. Yeah. You know, what is 80% of what I'm going to get? I don't know. Can I manage? What do I do about my credit card? Um, and there's so many different things. The rules have changed overnight, basically. Yeah. So what we try to do is decipher the rules and do it bespoke to you of what you have, you know, you know, like easy access to a mortgage break if, if your mortgage holiday, if you need one, you know, HP rules if you're taking it out on your car, credit cards, all of this, you know, that, that kind of thing. So it can be help there that prevents that you might not be worried about paying them now, but actually a little bit of advice will make a difference in the long term yeah. as well. And this is part of our prevent strategy. Um, I think I've, I've mentioned this analogy before, but in the past, people have come to us. Um, I mean, they still do. But, but in the past, we've been fishing people out of the river because they're drowning, literally. Um, what we're trying to do, and this is why we're so thankful to have opportunities like this, is get people to come to us with a really little problem. So rather than sort of fall in the river drowning, if you're teetering on the edge, we'd rather you come to us now. And as, as Helen said, we're not providing a sticking plaster. Um, we do have Band-Aid, um, if need be, um, but it's not the sticking plaster, it's the bigger picture. And although the service is absolutely confidential, so could be using our services I would never know on, on my side. Lots and lots of people, I mean, you know that the, the um, close relationships we have with a lot of the trade associations and our partners, I hope. Um, never the twain shall meet in terms of confidentiality. But a lot of people come to me and say, actually, you've used, you know, I used your services in the past. And the lovely feedback that I get all the time, and it's, it's part of why I'm so proud to, to work with Perennial and, and help you know the industry is that so many people come back and say it wasn't just one phone call they checked and they checked and they checked and i know the door is always open yeah um and it's and that seems to be a major feature of of the, the um service that we provide to the industry yeah and when you mention associations and stuff like that so i'm you take you basically as a charity help everyone don't you um like yes. any horticultural yeah. person you they don't need to be part of an association to get you no. or anything like no. that um so what do the associations and your partners bring for you guys is it just sort of a to be able to get your your message out to as many people as possible in the trade yeah, a, a whole combination of, of things um the trade associations are fabulous conduits as it were um to spreading the met to spreading the message for example a couple of months ago i gave a presentation to a large organization that employs it's one of the country's biggest employers of gardeners and i was doing a presentation to the gardeners they and i asked how many of them in the room there are about 60 people in the room and i asked how many people in the room had heard of perennial six put up their hands six those people were the member of the professional landscapers guild so you know it's it's the they people like the apl 
SGD, Bali, the Professional Landscapers Guild, um, Society of Garden Designers. They promote us proactively to their members, um, as well as helping raise funds for us. Um, they inform our members. If their members have a query, for example, about business advice, um, they will go to their association. But the associations have been, and particularly um, the last couple of weeks even, I, I've been really thankful to our associations in terms of the support we're giving one another. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it's a whole, the, the trade associations help in a whole, you know, um, you know that I sort of attend, I didn't go last night, but attend the APL meetings. And the other thing that I particularly are finding useful at the moment is I firmly believe that the more present we are, the more comfortable people will get in touch, it will feel about getting in touch. Um, I think it's very interesting. You, you know, we look after an industry that is, um, the demographic is full of really hardworking, very proud people that are proud in terms of the work they do and they've got a wonderful work ethic. So some of them may have a difficulty, the concept of approaching what they perceive is a charity is a difficult ask. So the more familiar we are with people that we can help and that's where you know the trade associations are, are really useful if a trade association recommends somebody get in touch it kind of takes away that perceived stigma that maybe in yeah. areas. does that make sense yeah massively i get that i can't because yeah in my mind i kind of think of the landscapers i know and i think they'd be a bit nervous about contacting a charity like you say because of the stigma yeah. attached and you don't want to ever admit that there might be a problem do you get what yeah. i mean yeah but the more the more times that um we pop up at things yeah more comfortable and quite often people will say and i'm i'm talking about not specifically the landscaping industry but throughout the more familiar they are with us yeah more confident you know i've got a friend and they were wondering x y and z and and that's fine what's important to us is that people come to us that need our help yeah i think that's the the key isn't it and i think what people have got to remember is yes going oh i don't want help from a charity yeah. yes we help with financial grants so for instance we've had quite a few people who'd handed in the notice we're about to start a brand new job and then where they've gone is about to start is completely closed because of what's happened so of course we've helped them you know get food make sure they've kept warm got the heating going but we've also advised them and i think we're doing we do as much advice and information and support which actually you would you would go to another charity you would go to macmillan for advice on how to look after yourself when you're undergoing treatment so why not come to perennial yeah. to get advice on how to make sure if you're worried about, you know, this is your main season, this is the time when you get all your hours in, that you're not going to have that money banked for going forward, especially, you know, in some of the industry, is we can provide advice and information on that. Yeah. A lot of people who, especially perhaps the self-employed, if this is the time that they're really doing their long days, they're getting all their hours in, they're getting yeah. their money in, ready for going on to the reduced income during the winter. 
you know, some of them will know that yes, they can get, but some customers will be cancelling and have cancelled because that's what we've had calls about. And they're worrying about how am I going to manage going into the winter because I won't have, I won't have as that cushion that I'd normally have. So, you know, we've got our plug-in services like the Big White Wall, which provides, you know, help for um, mental health and be, you know, just reducing that stress and anxiety. But we can also put in a plan of knowing how to how to budget, what you what you can do, how you can do it. And I think when you've got a plan and you realise actually that is going to be okay, because if I do that, do you see what I mean? It's just feeling a bit more in control, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, with the Landscape Circle, we're all about, we try and support as many landscapes and garden designers sort of plan their way out of this. So mm. have a plan, uh, particularly for their marketing and their business. Where is it going to go? How is it going to change? Have they got the budgets to spend on, on generating the inquiries? Um, so I kind of, what sort of tools have you got that, I know you've got a budgeting tool, haven't you, that they yeah. can access. Um, and what was that you, you mentioned on the big wide world, did you say? Big yeah, it's, called, it's called the big white wall. It's oh, one okay. of all our plug-in services. So, so we pay for it. Yeah. I mean, it's not us running it. But basically, it's to support people who are stressed and, and, and anxious. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it's totally anonymous. You can just go on there and use it. Um, and it just is it, people supporting one another basically that's, that's really good and it is monitored as well yeah. by councillors not by us not by perennial staff no. but by, by um, councillors yeah um so what other things can they access from you guys in that sort of way because can i put a link to the budgeting tool in the show notes for the podcast please do yeah, yeah cool um is there any other things that they can access that obviously i don't know about <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, we're, we're, I told got, you all about me. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. we've, we've got a specific page on the website, which is all to do with the extra things due to okay. COVID. So we're updating all the things as things change um, to do with the um, financial conduct authority. So that's the difference of, you know, like the mortgage holidays and the changes with credit cards and all that kind of thing. But so it's all there in one place. We're doing the same um, with other things. So if you know if you're having to self-shield, self-isolate, you know, statutory sick pay. We're also working on doing some information podcasts that are on there. You know, okay. if you are staff are now shielding, they can claim SSP. How do you do it? How is it simple from the employee and the employer's point of view? So you can just go on and look at that. The other plug-in services that we've got are um, musculoskeletal ones. Okay. Um, when people can't access, you know, you're waiting for, you know, you're waiting for your physio, especially if you're self-employed, you just want to get back out there. So um, they're still doing that over the phone and they're also doing some things for if you're having to work from home, you know, okay. making sure you have a break or you sat right, all that kind of thing. Um, and then we've got um, another plug-in service that starts in another couple of weeks and that gives them um, legal helpline okay that's good do you give them there's a massive obviously there's a lot of chat about um the business interruption loans and stuff like that do you give advice on any, of, of how to access that sort of finance yeah, well, we we don't we don't provide business support because that's basically what the trade yeah yeah 
do. However, what we do is we break it down again into that, look, this is, this is what's available, this is what the government set up for the grants, this is the link to go in and do it, this is what you'll need for when you go in and get it. Okay. Yeah, no, it's, it's really helpful because obviously um, people probably don't know exactly how much, well, the, the scope of help that's available yeah. to them through you guys. They might just think um, they phone up if they're in financial difficulty when actually there's quite a lot of other services you guys actively yeah. have. Um, that could help them before they get to that point, really? I, th I think in fairness to um, the people out there, the, the industry and, and the wider industry, is that our services have changed so dramatically over the years, all in a really, really good way. Um, but the service, I've only been here for 18 months. Helen, how long have you been with Perennial for? <laughs> 19 years but Helen I, I would imagine even in the sh relatively short time I've been with perennial there's lots of service offerings that we didn't have that are new I would imagine oh, absolutely it's it's changed unbelievably yeah and, and All for the better I would say yeah and um you know all the services team are from the advice industry. So, you know, they, you know, they are registered um, debt advisors, they're welfare rights advisors. Um, but, you know, it's having that understanding of the industry as well, of understanding how it, how it works, understanding the difference, said the daughter of a landscape architect, <laughs> designer. Um, <laughs> it's that with a brother who's one, so has Kate. So, um, do you know what I mean? It's, it's knowing the industry as well. So it's fine, you know, we can give people advice and information just the same as if they went to anywhere else. However, we can also see it from their perspective. So, you know, they have a query from the HMRC, how on earth do I do this? I work more hours in the middle of summer and less in the winter. Yeah, we know that. So we can explain it a bit more in detail to somebody at HMRC or explain how, how for them to do it. And it's just, they don't have to explain their trade and how actually yeah. it, it is different it's not nine to five five days a week is it no well, and it I, might I, be for some people but do you know yeah. what I mean for the majority of it it isn't um and they don't need to explain that to us because we understand it no I think that's why um the landscape circle is was keen to be partners with you guys so it's the same ethos we we come at it from a marketing and business planning perspective um mm -hmm. and support that way but we do it from the fact that we understand their industry. We're not trying to understand what they're doing and we know what their yeah. um, pressures are. And I think that that's the key, really. You guys yeah. understand their pressures um, so you can help them without someone. Uh, the worst thing that people do, um, and I've been to a lot of like business advisors and stuff, is they don't understand the industry. So they're giving you advice based on an office yeah. job. And that exactly. just doesn't sit well with me and probably all the others in the industry as well yeah I think I, I remember when we first met at the landscape show last September it was sort of love at mutual love at first it was it's like oh well what do you do well what do you do and it's like we need to talk yeah it was it was good because I by at that point obviously I've been a landscaper for 10 years well my husband is the active mm. landscaper I'm just the 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 good woman behind him, but um, <laughs> every landscaper needs one. <laughs> I know, that's why I keep telling everyone. Um, so it kind of, I knew about perennial, but only through my, where we're part of the APL, um, 
so we kind of know about you but we'd never really delved any further so for me it was really good meeting you last year because I actually found out a bit more about what you actually do for for the industry and how you can help and obviously now it's you guys have sort of got into the spotlight a bit because of this COVID-19 everyone <laughs> needs you now <laughs> yeah. we um I think that's the thing I think people and I'd, I'd say I'd, I'd cite um a lot of sectors of the industry being the same uh we do a lot of work with greenkeepers yeah and we attend all the appropriate sort of trade shows for them and they didn't realize so they know of us but until the last few years didn't realize how much work we do in that sector garden design is exactly the same um i was having conversations um in this in the summer of last year that oh well i've heard of you and this is why again this is you asked about the trade associations this is where their part um of explaining our services to their members really comes comes to the fore and it's got a knock-on effect um a landscaper might not necessarily be a member of the apl or a or um a grower might not necessarily be the member of the HTA or the APL, but if they've got friends and business associates that do our members, then it kind of the information disseminates from there. So it's got a, a positive knock on effect. Yeah, that's kind of why I was keen to do a podcast with you guys because yeah, particularly, you. particularly in this time, like a lot of the our listeners may not be part of these associations, so may not. Yeah be as well versed and say I am in knowing about you guys and some of the others who are part of the the associations might not know yeah. as much so it's good to show them sort of what's out there and what support yeah. is there particularly if they're feeling because I expect a lot of people feeling very highly stressed anxious worried yeah. about money yeah. at the moment and we're also conscious that there are people that um, maybe were vulnerable beforehand before all this and this is you know the, the straws that break camels backs and yeah. this could be if they were feeling worried about personal problems health issues um and then this yeah that that that's you know pe people are people that were vulnerable before are even more vulnerable now yeah i i totally agree cool right is there anything else you want to say about perennial or that we haven't covered or anything no i don't think so i think what what kay mentioned before is that yes we 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 help in a crisis and that's what a lot of people know that we do but actually we what would want to be proactive yeah and help so that's why we're doing all this proactive work collating all the information so basically in a way is if you're not sure is that we can provide you almost like a one-stop shop for the use of a better word i don't know what to do with this have you got the information so we're collating yeah. it if it isn't something we touch on a, at all like we're not mental health specialists in the slightest but we've got varying things at varying levels and also we can access or point you at least in the right direction and mm. um, we always even if we directly can't help we will always find who can for you or at least try right try our utmost excellent well thank you for joining me ladies um thank you for having us i'll also put some links in the show notes to 
um, the budget tool and anything else um, yeah. that I can to link back to Perennial. So if you guys need any help and support, you can go there. As always, if you've got a question regards marketing or growing your business or planning, or you just want a chat, give us a, a shout, info at thelandscapecircle.co.uk. Thanks for listening. I'm Paula. That was Perennial. Speak soon.